You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, with a very stuffy nose, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, brother? Holla. <laughs> is there anything Holla. that's happening in the news right now? Uh, nah. Well, I was just, you know, we were just, uh, the show before the show here with yeah. our folks at patreon.com slash talking about uh, some of the best fried chicken I ever had, which is Big Rube, Chef Big Rube. Uh, I'm longing for his chicken. So it's he's usually in town on Wednesdays and, uh, you know, inside baseball, we're recording Friday. Mm. Uh, but I can't complain. It's mean he's cooking up hot roast downstairs. It was going to be awesome. So, yeah, my but uh, <clears throat> yeah, follow go on Instagram, follow him, Chef Big Rube. I'm going to do that right now. I need some of this Ooh. in my life. Yeah, let me pull it up right now while we're on the air. Shout out to the pod squad who's joining yeah. us here today. Chef Big Rube, here he is. Is this the dude? No. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a follow yeah. right there. That's an easy follow. Such a lovable guy. He, he's, he's always on the radio here in Philly. He's on WIP morning show. He's like, holla. <laughs> and that's how he starts all his phone is uh, when they bring him on the air. And uh, yeah, I, I've been meaning to try his chicken forever. And he was at another place around the corner for me. And I never got to go there. And then like once he moved to this other place, I said, I am going. So yeah. Uh, not to uh, start our people's mornings off. I know uh, this drops Monday morning. You, know, you get people hankering for uh, some uh, really good fried chicken that they probably, unless you're in Philly, you know, yeah. can't get. Well, hey, it'll but, be, uh, that's where my mind is. It'll be Memorial Day weekend, so it'll work. So they can maybe drive out here to Philadelphia to come and get it. But uh, yeah. shout out to the pod squad again. We have a bunch of folks here. Don't forget, like Meanie said, patreon.com slash mind of the Meanie. Join us early, ad-free, watch us with our beautiful bearded faces every week. Uh, also, I just want to thank everybody in the pod squad, Blue Meanie, Josh Chernoff, everybody who's reached out to us with everything going on here. Like we mentioned last week, my family is currently working through our COVID-19 diagnosis. As you can still hear my voice, I am still working to get through it. Uh, so I am not a <laughs> like a raspy Barry White. So uh, I almost had to pull. I almost had to see uh, pull in a Josh Chernoff card and see if I could have had Sam Kreps guest hosted for you last week because it was I was fucking man. It was bad. I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I had no energy. Like, that's the one thing that's really like and I I don't mean to hijack the show right off the bat, but like it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like I didn't expect the fatigue to be so bad. You know, like the cough is, is I can get a cough drop cough medicine, whatever, the stuffy nose, just get a tissue and it's fine. But like the fatigue, brother, that shit was brutal. And it still is, you know, like walking up and down the stairs a couple times a day. It's like, holy shit, this is brutal. I, um, I was not a happy camper and Courtney, my wife has been in the same boat and it's just, it's been really tough. But the good news is with the baby, Audrey is doing much, much better. Uh, she has good. just a little cough right now, but she is doing much better at this point. And like, how is she walking, walking up the steps? The baby, she walks up like the exorcist, actually. Yeah, she does the whole head spinning and the vomiting. It's all really, it's kind of, I got to call the doctor about that and probably, <laughs> probably a priest. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, she's, you know, she's doing well, man. She's a great little kid. She's real tough and everybody's good. Speaking of tough, hashtag Sorensen yeah. level has joined us as well. 
So, what up, dude? What up, man? He's rocking a Foundation Radio t-shirt today. Don't forget, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up your shirt today for Foundation Radio. Support the show. And also, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie and support the show. Um, I don't even know where to start today, man. There's been a lot of shit going on in the news. A lot of really bad shit since the last time we recorded. I think two mass shootings and, yeah. man, you know, I really try hard not to really get into stuff and talk about downers, but, like, it feels it's like crazy. everything's a downer right now, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, um, you know, there, it's it, it's hard to want to have a conversation when you can go down the, a rabbit hole of, you know, oh, what side are you on? And it, it sucks that it has, it has to be that way, but, uh, you know, there's, there's folks without loved ones, and, um, you know, my heart aches for them, you know, uh, something so senseless, so, so, so senseless, so sudden and, uh, very cruel, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, you know, the only thing we can really do is, you know, um, try to figure out how to stop this stuff, you know? And like I said, you can't have a meaningful conversation without somebody, getting offended and, uh, you know, making you, you know, you thought wrestling tribalism was bad between WWE and AEW fans. You know, there's this whole other world. It's just like, dude, just, can we just fucking have a year? Give me a year without a a tragedy, you know, I mean, I, I give me a day, give me a week, give me a month. Let's build up to a year where, there's, you know, good news, you know, where the, the news is boring, you know? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, not, I, I try not to get too, I try not to get political because it's no win situation, but, uh, yeah, something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. You know, it just, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to navigate and not talk about it because even though we're not like a political show, we don't do that stuff on here. We don't talk politics. We don't talk religion. But it's definitely hard not to, like, at least acknowledge the elephant in the room. You know, the two big elephants, right? Like, we had Buffalo. The elephant and the 400-pound gorilla here, sir. Um, But, Uh, no, we had, you know, there was the the mass shooting, uh, the racially motivated mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. And then there was the shooting in the elementary school. Like, just saying that out loud, man, another shooting, right? Like, what fucks me up the most, and and I think we could kind of talk about this a little bit and then we'll, we'll move on. But, like, what fucks me up the most is, like, the fact that we're talking about an elementary school yeah. again, mm. you know, like 10 years ago, this happened in Newtown, Connecticut. And everybody was like, this isn't going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. And then it fucking does in another right. elementary school with little kids, man. Like I'm doing my best to keep it together right now. You know, like, like I have little kids that I get onto the bus every single day. Both of my boys get onto the bus every day. I drove them to school the other day on Wednesday morning and like I didn't want to let them out of the car and it's just, it's like, it's just, it's tragic. It's a heart. It's, it's just it's the, the brutal, the brutality of it is really yeah. what fucks me up the most. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's hard. It really is hard to have conversations with people without going into these wild fanatical changes. And it's just like, let's just, let's just protect the fucking kids. Let's protect yeah. the kids in the elementary schools. And then we can worry about everything else later. That should be something we should all just like, be like on the same page. Right. You know, those kids uh, don't have any affiliation. They were just going there just to try to better their lives, you know? Right. So, yeah. It's just, it's, it's fucking brutal. And we lost Ray Liotta this week as well, which was shocking. Very shocking, to say the least. Because he, I mean, you know, he was getting up there, but he still looked all right. 67 years old, man. He was filming a movie. Uh, I forget where it was uh, down South America or something like that. And, uh, you know, dude, talk about an icon, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Goodfellas and uh, what's the baseball movie? Uh, Field, oh, of, Field Dream. of Dreams. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was going to say The Natural too, but that was Michael Madsen, mm. uh, which is another excellent movie, excellent baseball movie. But, uh, yeah, Ray Liotta, man, just, uh, he was still, you know, churning them out. You know, he, I'm sure he's getting fed off that Chantix money, 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, a little bit of a dreamboat, you yeah, know, a little bit, a uh, little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not insecure enough to say, yeah, uh, you know, he had some eyes. Yeah, hey, um, look, looking good, 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 good looking guy. Can't can't <laughs> deny that. Good looking guy. Yeah, hey, good looking fella. But yeah, I mean, and he, he uh, died in his sleep too. Yeah, well, if you're gonna die, I mean, that's probably the best way to go. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, you know, it's just those uh, sudden wheat field deaths. You know, just you know, airplane crashes and stuff like that. Things kind of suck, but you know, uh, yeah, if you're gonna go, I mean, you know, Betty, bye. Yeah, but uh, not to get morbid. But, this uh, is a very morbid beginning of mine of the meanie man. Oh my god, M- mine and the morbid meanie. Uh, <laughs> Usually when people say morbid around me, it's usually about obesity, but it's just <laughs> you and me both wow. brother. Yeah. Listen here, pal. Oh, pal. God damn. What is Well, dude? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, uh, yeah, I was talking last week. We were talking about, uh, give another pod, uh, podcast, a little bit of love the, this, uh, uh, podcast, uh, called dudesy. With uh, yeah. Will Salvo and uh, Brett Colchin. I think I said his name right. Uh, it's a uh, podcast that's based off the gimmick. It's a podcast based off of uh, uh, the first ever podcast run in, totally by an AI. And the gimmick is they've turned all, over all their information, you know, computer logins, phone information, all that, blah, blah, blah. And then this AI gives them topics to talk about and all this stuff and it's a it's a funny concept but uh will sasso who's like a huge wrestling fan uh brings up a lot of wrestling on <laughs> like he'll bring up uh he'll he'll bring up the uh blackpool combat club out of nowhere and, <laughs> but uh most recently the thing that had me dying and wanting to show the podcast a little bit of love he uh the the uh the AI wink wink uh had you know gave Will an assignment where he had to read his childhood diaries like Stone Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and it was f- fucking amazing right that's funny so he's doing it and uh there's this thing he said he did you know the he did it in in his diaries wink wink that he did as a kid it was called piss and shit blaming. Where, <laughs> He would piss on something or shit on something and make somebody else take the, uh, the blame for it. Piss, piss blaming or shit blaming. And, uh, he coined a phrase that is going to be in my lexicon for the rest of my life. And he told, he was talking about how in high school he went to uh principal squeeze parking spot and left a corn laced double pusher. <laughs> Which almost sent me into a. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. I saw white. I, I, I laughed so hard. I saw my grandparents, and they've been dead for twenty years. You know. Hey, ma. Hey, grandma. Hey, nan. Hey, pop. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's a great podcast. If you can hop on board now, they got a YouTube. They're on everything, but like mm. they're on YouTube. The YouTube show is way better. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Have, but uh yeah uh duty uh yeah to definitely check that out but uh, yeah a, a corn lace double pusher oh my god in steve austin's voice just fucking sent me over to fucking edge it was fucking great vanessa in the pod squad was just saying that he sounds just like stone cold steve austin and he honestly does. he really does he, he really does. does he does an awesome macho man randy savage too does he really and, uh, and a hulk hogan oh jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they had to do a thing where, uh, you know, you had to bring in something from your childhood, and uh, the week before, his co-host brought in uh, was it Magic the Gathering cards or something like that. So this week, Will had to bring in his, and he brought in in his all his L A L J N figures. I know shit. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. But the thing that fucking blew my mind, and he had this, and I was like, ooh, I might have to. Look this. Look this up. Remember the thumb wrestlers, the WWF thumb wrestlers. Yes, it was like in the eighties. As like Junkyard Dog, Iron Sheik, Hulk Hogan, and a bunch of others. You put it on your thumb, and it it would be you know shaped like 
this, you yeah. know, with the fist, and you thumb wrestle with somebody. Somebody took the Hulk Hogan thumb wrestler and painted it up in NWO black and white. And <laughs> oh, it, and he keeps it in one of those like plastic cases, like, you know, uh, you put like a souvenir, like a baseball in it. Yeah. Just to keep dust off it. And uh, it's probably one of the coolest things. I was like, man, that, that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's funny, man. I remember being a kid when Hogan turned and we had this, um, uh, it was a WCW. It was like a, one of them like rubber Johns, you know, like one of those rubber wrestlers of Hogan. And he was in, you know, the WCW red and yellow. And, and I remember when he turned, I took a black Sharpie and I fucking, you know, because I was probably like nine. And when the time he turned, let me think about it. It was 1996, right? Make me feel old, pal. <laughs> 96 was when Hogan turned. Was that Bash of the Beach? I uh, think. So I was probably still, I probably still have my toys. And I was fucking coloring in black all over him. As I was like, it's never, he's never going to go back to this, right? Like, once you're a bad guy, like I thought yeah. in my brain, I'm like, once you're a bad guy, you're a bad guy for life. And Hogan for turned and turned, killed for life. For life. But he fucking turned his back on everybody. And I was like, nope. I'm a bad guy now too. I was one of those fans that was slowly on the decline with Hogan. Like when he was in WWF. Yeah. Like there's, there's a period of time where in like, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, um, you know, eat your prayers, say your vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was getting a little, uh, yeah. What the joke is, you know, the vitamins, are they oral or injectable? But, uh, <laughs> not that anything's wrong with that, by the way. Hey. I, I, I don't care. He just didn't inhale. That's all. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, like I remember the crowd started kind of turning on Hulk. I went to a spectrum shirt and I had the, uh, my old Hulk rules shirt. I went to my local, uh, airbrush artist that had rules crossed out and airbrush sucks underneath it. <laughs> to, uh, the wrestling. Cause I thought I was like the cool kid, but you know. I don't, I'm not sure if I ever got that, away from Hogan as a, as a face, you know, like I didn't understand at the time, like why he jumped to WCW. I was like, why is Hogan not wrestling for WWF anymore? It doesn't make any sense, you know, but yeah. I always thought the stuff that they did in WCW was kind of like hokey and lame. You know, even as a kid, I was like, this is kind of silly, you know, like the big bat or was it the booty man? Was that beefcakes? No, no, no. That's, um, wasn't big, bad booty daddy. That was St Scott Steiner. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think bad. it was the booty man and the Zodiac and the shark. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, this is, you know, meanwhile, then I'm flipping back over to watch Joint the Clown wrestle Jerry the King Lawler, you know? Um, and then ECW was born. Yes, and then that changed my entire... I'm telling you, man, I used to go... I, I, I mentioned this before on the show, but I used to go to my grandmother's house down there on 17th Avenue at Prospect Park, right along the train tracks there that split Prospect Park and Springfield. It was right. the only place we could get ECW. And me and my brothers, we would beg my dad an entire summer to go down and stay at my grandparents' house on a weekend on Friday and Saturday. Keep in mind, driving from Bucks County down yeah. to fucking Delco, we'd stay up and watch ECW on a fucking television, whatever channel it was on. I don't even remember, but we would fucking find it. And it was like that. It was almost like access TV. You know what I mean? Like when you're in, in high school watching it, man, man, I thought we were fucking bad what as hell. What year was this? Ooh, was it ninety seven or ninety eight? Maybe it was ninety eight. Was it ninety eight? Maybe. Yeah, it might have been. It might because it started off on Sports Channel Philadelphia, which used to be Prism in Philly. Yes, I remember Prism. And then it hopped over to WGTW Channel forty eight. That's the one. WGTW. Okay. Yeah, because I remember the logo would come up, and it would like yeah. it was like creepy as shit. You ever end up sitting in the middle of the night and it's the fucking weirdest noises? You know. Like, or just the yeah. music that just loops like a horror movie. And then it would yeah. go black and then boom, that ECW shit would hit, man. That was so dope. And I try to explain this to people, like even my wife, like, cause she doesn't quite understand like all the ECW stuff and like why it's like, not that she doesn't understand, but like, right. I think she missed that time in the world in wrestling worldwide was so big. And I was like, you just, you had to be there. Like there was nothing like watching you know, the BWO, where there was nothing like watching Taz do a suplex and him and Bam Bam going through the ring, you know, or, or New Jack with his music. Like, yeah. that was the shit. That was the shit, man. And, like, as an adolescent kid, you're just like, oh, my God, fuck the establishment. This is fucking great, you know? But yeah, Hogan, man, was uh, that turn was, 
catastrophic in our house. I mean, it was my, <laughs> my brother, Matt, I'm sure my brother, Matt's listening to this and he'll tweet at you. I'm sure he'll be like, my brother, Matt was the biggest Hulkamaniac in the history of the world. And Hogan yeah. turning was like a morning event in our house, man. Vanessa, but, uh, but you know, uh, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh my God. Hindsight for sure. Vanessa said yeah. that she had it on, on their Spanish channel. The tower was five miles as the crow flies away. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Bailey says, my mom thought I was trying to watch scrambled porn, but it was an ECW. pay-per-view." <laughs> I identify with that so much, dude. Yeah. I mean, finding ECW was like, it should have been like an uh, Olympic event. Cause <laughs> no people are like, man, you had to dude. Why I, I moved out to Alice to train for a year. Like, I found it on a random channel, like with snow coming in, in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. I was like, how am I watching ECW all the way out here? Jeez. You know, it was crazy. That's wild, but, man. Uh, yeah, I know the, there's so many tales of people who would just randomly, randomly find it. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, we used to have a hot box too. Do you have a hot box at your place? A hot cable box? You remember them? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. The best was Pat Mc- McAfee telling Vince that he had a, an illegal cable box to watch pay per views. <laughs> dude, that dude just straight up doesn't give a fuck, man. I love it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah my, my, my cousin had a hot box. Sorry about that. I think I owe you like 80 bucks. So good, man. Vince McMahon. This is great. We used to have, I forget how, I never asked any questions, but my mother got a hot box, one of them like, giant black cable boxes and yeah. what you would do is if you wanted to watch a movie or you wanted to watch the pay-per-view because in the beginning when you would order the wwf pay-per-view they would have the pre-show and then it would go fuzzy yeah yeah like the free-for-all and then it would oh. go fuzzy after a certain point and we would just unscrew the cable in the back pop it out but not pull it all the way out and then pop it back in and when we did that it unlocked what we were trying to watch and that's a- chef's kiss man and we got fucking Everything, everything, uh, even the dirty channels. Channel 78 and 79. That's right. 78, Which Spice a, and Playboy. That's right. Spice TV and Playboy TV. Yeah. That's right. And you just flip back and forth for the good shit, man. Dag. Yeah. Well, if you didn't have the box, you would have to sit there and hit the AB button on the remote control. Because <laughs> if you didn't do that, you get the community channel. Yeah. And, you know, at least you get the community channel with the today's weather mm-hmm. you know and uh, like now nah, i want today's titties a b a b a b it's like the konami code up down up down left right left right b a b a i got fucking nintendo thumb <laughs> everything's fine no i'm good man everything's good here now oh, we yeah. what were some other good channels in philly tv man well there was prism which was fucking fantastic um, prism's le- legend legendary channel what other ones that were so good man I remember just being always freaked out at my grandmother's house in Croydon in Bucks County. She had this like one story house and everything was always dark. And the guy who did the voiceovers for six ABC at like 11 o'clock when he would do like, yeah. a, you know, it was like the, you know, here's a look at our next news that used to like, I even just saying that freaks like a cold chill down my back, man. Cause I'd be like, fuck, here yeah. comes, here comes somebody to stab me in the face right now. You know? Um, but here's the, here's, uh, you know, the channel 48, that. Uh, ECW was on. Well, back in the 80s, there was a different Channel 48 that had been on the air and went out of, went off. And then I guess they, people confused both Channel 48s, but that Channel 48, when I growing up when I was a kid, Saturday mornings was pro wrestling mm-hmm. and kung fu theater. And then uh, Saturday nights, they would have a uh, son of Svenguli, who's still around, amazingly. And uh, the, the big thing they had, the, uh, they had a, a broadcast of creature, the creature from the black lagoon. And if you went to the local Seven Eleven, you get the 3d glasses and watch it on TV. Nice. So, you know, that was like the early eighties and stuff like that. That was like the, that was the cool challenge. Then eventually like 84, 85, that went off the air, but you'd watch like BJ and the bear. You watch cartoon. You watch three studios, but every Saturday religiously watch uh, wrestling on channel 48. And then, like an hour later, wrestling on channel 17. Yeah. <laughs> or no, channel 29. And it was 48, 29. And then eventually on 17, we got NWA, which right. was awesome. I remember um, 
what was it? Um, I'm old enough. To, everybody's like, oh, you're not old enough to remember this and that. Like, I remember when TV used to go like black at the end of yeah. the day, like at midnight, like Nickelodeon. They, they would do. They, play the they would play the anthem and then they would go off the air. It would be static or it would be black. Like I remember Nickelodeon at a certain point they would play because I remember this because we used to stay. We should, me and my buddies used to try to stay up and see how long everybody could stay up, and then we would watch them old school George Reeves Superman episodes in black and white from like the forties or the fifties yeah. and then it would shut off and it would do, they would do the, the anthem and then it would go either static or black. And I was like, damn, I didn't know that, you know, or it would play some kind of just like, you know, we'll see you again at five o'clock and it wouldn't be there. Um, Muzak. Muzak. Yeah. Uh, what channel, what channel was, um, were the flyers on? Do you remember? They bounced around. They used to be on channel 17. That's it. And, and, the, and they were on 48 for a little bit. Cause if you go on, um, YouTube, you can find the old promos for channel. Uh, for, I I love that channel so much. I, I have a T-shirt for it on my personal uh, <laughs> I Like you, you would, the Flyers were on there. The Phillies were on there. And then eventually the Flyers, Phillies hopped over to channel 29. That's right. Flyers over to channel 17. The great entertainer, if you're uh, from the Philly area. That was their big motto in the 80s. And then, I, oh, dude, when I was a kid. On Channel 17, uh, every afternoon, like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, they had a show called Dancing on Air. Really? Which, uh, uh, it was a local teen dance show. It's like our version of Bandstand. And then they would do like a syndicated version called Dance Party USA, which would air on USA Network. So uh, they started doing this like thing where like there was, we're going to play the latest hot video from so-and-so. And uh, in between, they would show the dancers dancing and stuff like that. I got so hot. I wrote a letter. I like <laughs> a piece of paper, pen and paper and wrote to them. I was like, Hey, uh, if you're going to play the videos, uh, please let the p- video play all the way through. I like watching people dancing, but I also like the vi- And they write it on the air. No shit. <laughs> this is like 85, 84, 85. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching one day. And I see this piece of paper and it's got the worst hand, like I had the worst handwriting. There's probably like white out all over the goddamn thing. And, but they read it on there and they took a poll and everybody agreed with me. I was like, dude, like this is like before, you know, my family had a VCR and I was recording everything. Dude, I wish I could have got that on tape. Cause it was the, it was like the, the damnedest thing, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to write this letter. They're not going to, you know, think about it, thinking about it now, you know, if, yeah, you know, did that now. You think about ah, oh, they ain't gonna read it. They'll just like look at my handwriting and throw it in the trash. No, they read it. Insane. That's crazy, man. But uh, dancing on air was like the local uh, bandstand, and a lot of bands got to you know, you know, got on there before they you know exploded. Like Bon Jovi was on there. They had a uh, Madonna on there, mm. uh, and like all before they exploded, which was kind of cool. They had Maduno on there and stuff like that, but. It's pretty cool. If you go on YouTube and look up Dancing on Air, you see, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Kelly, a young Kelly Ripa was on there too because she's from really? Cherry Hill. Yeah, Kelly oh, Ripa. Right. She is from our area, isn't she? Yeah, she was a, she was a, a regular on that show. I mean, she downplays it now. She's, right. she's big now. but you know, Yeah, she, she's friends uh, with Howard Stern now. She can't be big time. In, she's big time in everybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can find those clips on YouTube too. Do you remember the box? Yes. The video of uh, music videos. Yeah. You know how much money I wasted just to see me push a button on the TV? Yes. Yes. How, how much were those videos about? Would you say? How much were the videos? Um, how was it called? How much did it cost to call mm, in and record the video? I think if I remember correctly, it was like a dollar 99 or like two ninety nine. And then if you wanted to bump your video choice to the very front of the line, so it would play like next, it was like an extra two or three dollars, I think. Dude, I can't amazing. remember, man. I, I fuck, man. I remember being so hyped about that because that was like, you know, oh man, Methods of Mayhem's new video is coming out. I got to fucking request to watch this, you know. And I'm and looking at that's where you see a lot. Of, uh, you see a lot. You know, that's where I. I mean, I always was. I was always in the hip hop. Right. Like, up uh you know grew up on BET and stuff like that but some of the newer you know rap artists i would it turned me on to a lot of good rap yeah too. 
Yeah. It's, uh, it, was a, it was 99 cents and two ninety nine, depending on what video you picked. Right. And, um, yeah, they had a lot of good stuff. Oh, man, they have a fucking... This thrilllist.com, I'll have to send you this link because they have like <laughs> screen grabs of the box. Man, dude. Wow. I forgot about this for a minute. But it was like, it was at the time when they were still like kind of going like MTV style. Because MTV still yeah. played music videos all the time. You know, they had like a yeah. couple of the, they had a handful of the, um, uh, what's it called? Um, reality shows. But it wasn't nearly as vociferous as it is now. Real world, you Road know. rules, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, the Miz. Yeah, I I, I missed that era. You know, I, I wasn't I I, uh, I was a huge Real World fan up until maybe Hawaii, mm. San Francisco. I was on board solid till San Francisco, and then that might have been the time I went away to train train. So when I was training, because I remember, I think I was talking to Al's kids about, you know, uh, Puck or something like that. That was San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, oh, Puck's such a gimmick. And then, uh, you know, and then maybe Hawaii. I think that's where I kind of like half watched and then I was out. Oh, I came back when they did, you know, Philly. Yeah. Yeah, you had to watch that. Where was the Philly house at? Dude, it was an old bank, like right and center city mm. around third, third, I can't think it. It's third and something. I'm going and to the so, Google, going to the Google. Oh, they picked the wrong fucking town. To, <laughs> dude, they sure did. They absolutely sure. No, did. no, cause somebody stooged it off. You yeah. Know, but they're real world of Philly. So like these, these guys, these kids got fucking harassed. Yo, cause I'm not harassed, but they got their balls busted. Yo, cause put me on MTV. It was at four or two forty nine, two fifty one Arch Street at third at Third Street in Old City, Philadelphia. It was yeah, old, okay. It's a bank, I think now again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a bank. It was. Uh, let me see. It was the. It's adjacent to the Betsy Ross House, the Union Bank of Philadelphia building until nineteen seventy, and now it was that house, and now it's uh, it's services. Oh, it's an art gallery. I'm sorry, and an office for Linode. And Linode is a cloud hosting private server company. So that's interesting. But yo, cuz yo, cuz you got Martha Quinn in there. Yo, cuz <laughs> yo, cuz yo, yo, give me a hoagie, uh, salt, you know, salt and vinegar chips. And I want to get a, a bottle of iced tea. That's you a pretty know? good Delco accent. Yo, cuz yo, cuz yo, cuz you got them cream and sugars, cuz what was that? Um, uh... What was that show? They just had some mayor of something, something. Oh yeah, mayor of Westtown, I think is what it is, right? Yeah, they nailed, they nailed, they nailed that Delco accent. Man. That was a really good. Show. I'm but, gonna uh, yeah. go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. I, I cut no, you off. No, I was just saying how much. How, <laughs> it's amazing. Who who was the the lead actress? Um, from uh, she was from Titanic. Oh, it's uh, Kate Win- Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Doing a Delco accent is fucking mind blowing, and more credit to her because that's such a hard accent to do. On top of remembering your lines, on top of emoting emotion, yeah, and doing a Delco accent like, uh, uh what's it called? Uh, the who? Uh, she's from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Mean Girl. Oh, no, no. Uh, created Mean Girls. Oh, uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey, she's from this area. She's from like Delco and stuff like that. So she doesn't mean Delco accent. So if you're not familiar with the Delco accent, either watch uh, Mayor of East Town or whatever it's called, or uh, you know, <laughs> look up Tina Fey doing a uh, Delco accent. There's this great video that I share every Thanksgiving. It's from a group of guys called No Channel Found. They're friends of, with my buddy Angel. And they have this guy who does like a Thanksgiving, like in Philadelphia, and he eats like you know Percocet, and like like crackers with fake cheese, like from Philly. Listen to this fucking guy's accent. Listen to this shit. Yeah. Okay. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Chris. Uh, this is kind of a video to to say what I'm thankful for this this holiday season. Do you hear the thankful for in the holiday season, dude? So good, man. I'll have to post that. I'll send it to you. 
The accent is give, so good. I have to give that a shot and see if I can bring this up. So I'm on my uh, laptop, but uh, <laughs> those are the guys from uh, Taffolini. <laughs> the legends of Philadelphia. And uh, one, my main guy, uh, Brian Bierman, uh, does a character called Danny Dajewski. And uh, he nails like the whole Philadelphia. Uh, oh, don't autoplay. Don't autoplay yet. <laughs> nails the so accent. I'm, yeah. Oh, this is. Uh, <laughs> we just had a, a local uh, election here in Philly. Oh. So last week he posted, don't forget to vote, vote next Tuesday. And, uh, <laughs> he, he's telling people to go vote like a week late because his character's a big dummy. So uh, just l- check out this accent. This is my boy, Brian Bierman. Brian Bierman is uh, Danny Dajewski. Howdy, this is Danny. Um, I just want to make sure all y'all vote next Tuesday. Um, it's really important, especially right now and all the fucking bullshit we got going on. Yeah, oh my God. It's like, it's like all the fucking bullshit we got going on. Like just no thought in anything all you're right. saying. Uh, yeah. Next Tuesday, Dr. Phil is running. <laughs> oh my God, man. And he's been on TV for like for fucking 40 years. So he should definitely win. And um, he should definitely win. I'll just go for a couple more seconds. Wait, wait a second. Taking a sip of this energy drink. (laughs) This guy, I don't know how to say his name, Mike, whatever. He's definitely going to win. He's definitely going to do it. Definitely. I don't usually vote for them, but he's like, he loves Trump. He's one of those. Love Trump. I'm gonna love Donald Trump. Next Tuesday, y'all gotta hit the polls <laughs> and, and vote Mayor Kenny out because this motherfucker is ruining this this city. Oh my God, my mom, she just writes in um Frank Rizzo for everyone. But, <laughs> so, and that's that. But God, that's so know. good. That is literally. You know what? It's like it gives me the I know many people are just like that. So. I was just going to say, I know how many people who try to have conversations with you about politics and are like, oh, you know, well, it's like all this bullshit. And, you know, we got to just vote Trump in because like he's going to make it great again. He told me, you know, he went up on stage and, you know, he was like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it great. And I believe him because like, you know, Obama doesn't like do fucking bullshit. Nothing. My favorite part was, you know, vote for uh, Dr. Phil when it was Dr. Oz. Hold <laughs> 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 up. Yeah, I should say Pennsylvania. Oh my god, but, dude! But like, he does other funny shit. He doesn't do politics, but oh, that's so that's good. Like his most, most recent video. That's so and, good. Uh, yeah, Danny Jujewski, Brian Bierman on uh, from Legends of Philly. They just gave me a shout out on their <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I figured you know I returned the favor. I gotta find the clip for next week. I uh, I actually I think I've talked about this before, but I I was I did a couple of episodes of Radio Bam when they were on Sirius Sirius XM, and um, I ran the boards, the audio boards for Ryan Dunn's very last episode of uh, Radio Bam. It was like the last thing him and Bam did before he died. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the middle of the show, he, him and Bam are talking about Tuesday, and it's just the way that he says it. Like I had it on my soundboard at the radio station when I was on WCUR. And I would fucking, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh, so I'll see if I can pull that up and, and figure it That'd out. That'd be great. That'd um, be great. Yeah, Little Jimmy, I love the shirt, man. A couple quick things I want to just tie back real fast. Little sure. Jimmy has the Foundation Radio shirt. It's fantastic. Make sure you pick one up. want to give a plug to my buddy, Duke Bennett, from the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, friend of the show. Just did an incredible interview with Booker T. You want to check that out. Anywhere you can find your pod- favorite podcast is Duke Loves Wrestling. And go ahead and check that out. I had another question about music. You mentioned you like hip hop. Have we ever really yeah. dove into this before? Have we talked no. about hip hop before? Because I am a hip hop head, sir. I yeah, am a I, fanatic. I, I that out, but yeah, uh, nah. I don't think we've ever talked about it. Who's your favorite rapper of all time? Yeah, I don't know if I have an all time. Well, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I got respect for the Run DMCs and. 
stuff of the world, but dude, I'm uh, I'm known to uh, rock a Houdini, you know, impressive friends, uh, cool Modi, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. I saw Sugar Hill Gang in concert. Really? Uh, I think it had maybe two original members or three original members, but still. Yeah, me and Nova went and saw him at a nightclub in uh, Jersey somewhere. It was fucking great. That's cool, uh, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I grew up in a small town, Gloucester, which is like mostly like a rock and roll type town. Then I moved to Atlantic City and we got cable and there's BET. I started watching a lot of rap and hip hop and it was great. You know, uh, early LL Cool J. Uh, but I mean, maybe Sugar Hill Gang because uh, Apache was probably one of my favorite fucking jams as far yeah. as at least musically. You know, I, I, there's a point in these, I'll be, I was, that was going to be one of my, cause we used to come out to different songs here and there. And, and I thought, I thought, thought the uh, opening to Apache would be like a fucking great fucking ring song. Yeah. Dude, for but your, luckily, for your gimmick. Yeah. That would have been fucking dope. Yeah. But luckily uh, we found um, DJ cools. Let me clear my throat, which was recorded in Philly nightclub in Philly. There's two versions. My version's the good version. Yes. Uh, and thank God, uh, d- uh, sound guy Randy, the guy who did all the sound for ECW, he was a DJ. And uh, <laughs> we start coming out to DJ Cools, so let me clear my throat. And there's that break when he goes, all right, for all the ladies in the house. It's like, oh, can we just cut that part out? Because <laughs> like, we're trying to get the crowd, keep the crowd going. There's like that awkward pause and he fixed it and sewed it up. And uh, we we used you know the the abridged version, but yeah, yeah, I loved rap growing up. You know, uh, like the old stuff though, like yeah. you know, eighties to mid nineties, maybe. You know, but I, you know, I got I got love for uh, Biggie. Mm-hmm. We're a big Biggie house, you know. Yeah. What's your but, favorite? Uh, uh, what's your favorite Biggie song? Um. Uh. I'm I'm trying I'm I'm gonna fuck it up. Uh you know, Biggie Biggie Biggie, can't you see? Hypnotize. Yeah. Yeah, with that Herb Albert sample, man. I was gonna I almost I was gonna say it and I was like, no, that's system of a down. Well, yes. That would have yeah, still yeah. been correct. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite is off of that same record though, off the Life After Death record. There's a there's a track on there. Too, which is maybe yeah. even better. Well, that was yeah. all. That was all Diddy. I mean, Diddy and and DJ Premier and you know RZA produces on that record. Like, there's a who's who of like big time producers on Life After Death. But that that Herb Alpert sample is incredible. Um, Herb Alpert, who is the A and A and M Records, right? That is correct. That is yeah. correct. That is Herb Alpert, and also was not a fan of Biggie Smalls and those guys sampling his record. He did not. Right. He, he was not a fan of it, which. I think it's crazy because it's like, well, you know, this guy just brought you a whole bunch of new attention that you make. I mean, I'm sure like everybody loved, everyone knows who Herb Alpert is, but like, I don't know, man, that, that record went, um, my favorite is, uh, kick in the door. It's, uh, it's a diss track actually to like a whole bunch of people, including DJ premier who produced the uh, song. Nice. Your, uh, Uranium on the top was short like leprechauns as I crushed so-called Willie's thugs and rapper dons. <laughs> oh snap we're about to yeah. get into this shit now we got a lot of, we we just lit up the podcast or the pod squad with this um vanessa says juicy is her favorite record which is a nice. classic um that's also a sample from a song called the reason it's called juicy is it's from us it's sampled from a song called juicy fruit um and that's where the name came from and then little jimmy wants to know yeah. meanie were you able to listen to more were you more east coast or west coast rap I, they did, that didn't matter to me. You know, it didn't matter to me at all. Uh, good music's good music. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, again, that's the whole tribalism thing. You know, you can't like AEW if you like WWE and, and you know, so. Yeah. So when, when, when it came to rap, good rap's good rap. Yeah. Good rock's good rock. Uh, but, uh, well, who else? I mean, in the ECW was huge with hip hop with, you know, uh, California love and natural you know, born killers. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, the dude, when, um, there's a period of time where me and Stevie would come out to do something separate from Raven. We use this Raven's theme 
Raymond was like, hey, um, can you guys find another song? Because when they hear my music, they think I'm coming out. So when I come out the second time, the pop's kind of like not as big, you right. know, which makes sense. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. We were we, we, we wasted the good surprise on you, <laughs> daddy. Uh, so, like, uh, we're just, like, find a random song. And for a little while, we're coming out, What Would You Do by uh, The Dog Pound. Man. What would you do if you knew me, if me and my crew, I don't know all the lyrics, but that, that was, like, a theme for a little bit. And then, <sighs> until, you know, uh, the BWO came along. And then we, you know, we start different other songs, but right, right. We came along. We had the BWO theme, and then after you know BWO kind of winded down, we came out to DJ Cool's. Let me clear my throat. That is, I feel like that is the perfect record for you to come out to, though. Like that is, uh, yeah. I was well. I used to watch MTV Raps. Yes, and I was yeah. just going to ask you if you knew the day, if you knew the sample. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was doing the dancing gimmick, and. You know, I big fan of that lover dance. I yep. I I approached sound guy Randy. I was like, and and the, that samples forty five king. Yes. Uh, so I was like, I I love that song. Can you get that song? And he was like, Well, I I don't have the song, but I have the the song that samples that song. I heard it. And I was like, It's fucking great. Yep. Yeah. My dog is here with me as well. I'll bring her over in a second. She's whining at the window at somebody. So if you hear somebody barking, it's this dumb dog over here. Uh, no, nice. I um, I oh man, I'm I love I've loved hip hop from the time I was, and I think I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. And Vanessa just brought up California Love. Uh, it's definitely that record is a banger for sure. There's actually two versions of it. Uh, really? The the most famous version of it is actually I believe that's the original. And then the remix version is the one that ended up on All Eyes On Me, which is his classic, Tupac's classic double record. It's a different nice. beat. It's a lot more mellow, but it's longer. It's like six and a half or seven minutes. It's just it's really nice. long. Roger Troutman gets a whole extra part at the end of it, which, you know, Roger and Zap, I Want to Be Your Man, Computer Love, that guy. And he does the talk box. A friend of the show, Asher Roth, uh, on his recent record, Flowers on a Weekend, um, he did hit uh, Rob Devious, who's the producer of the record. He's a Philly cat. Um, he, uh, he uses the talk box and he played like everything, right? Like the trumpets and the fucking piano, but he's got a talk box in there. And man, when that talk box hit on, on, there's a, there's a cut on there called in between when that talk box hit, man, I was like, yes, I can't believe somebody did this. This is fucking great. I fucking popped, man. I loved it. I'll have to send awesome. you that record, man, but he's great. Shout out to Asher Roth and Rob Devious. Uh, fantastic couple of guys. Check out flowers on the weekend. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I remember being a kid. And taking uh, tapes, a series of cassette tapes, because we didn't have a CD player. And I would fucking mix them up. But I would, All Eyes on Me was like my favorite record. So I would yeah. dub that onto a set of tapes and I would just flip back and forth. And there's a great cut on there with it's, it's Tupac, The Dog Pound, and Method Man and Red Man. And that record goes hard. So good, man. Um, yeah, Little Jimmy Asheroth is a fantastic guy. He's been on Foundation Radio twice. Uh, lots of love to him. I get, I get the chance to catch up with him every time, every chance I get also a Philly cat. So, you know, meaning I are here to support all of the Absolutely. Philly cats. So, uh, meaning I, I was old enough, uh, you know, back in the day, I would put my boom box up to the TV to record songs off of, uh, MTV and BET. You know, that's how I would get my songs. I, I mentioned that, meth, I mentioned that, that my Napster. <laughs> how many computers I destroyed with Napster, man. Um, oh. I remember when Methods of Mayhem came out. That was Tommy Lee's like rap group, whatever that was, that rap metal madness. Yeah. And he did that record called Get Naked with Little Kim and Fred Durst and George Clinton. And I remember I couldn't find it anywhere because the CD wasn't out. So I had to hold it up to the box. I had to hold up my tape player because the <laughs> tape player had a recorder on the front and I could record yeah. it on there and I could listen to it, but you could hear like the dog barking and my mom yelling at us in the background. So I was like, these fucking headphones on over just this shitty overdubbed, terrible record. Um, yeah, man, dude, man, I could talk hip hop all day, man. Um, I could music all day. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I found myself having a hard time, I guess, as I get older, like getting into more of the newer hip hop. There's a couple of records that I really enjoy. Um, like there's a new guy named G easy who I, I just recently kind of like stumbled on again, really like his stuff. Um, 
who else? Uh, obviously, Kendrick Lamar is fucking fantastic. He just put a new record out that's like really heating up the charts. But a lot of these guys, I'm just like, it, it misses me, you know? And maybe, does, do you feel like that sometimes? Like as rock music or rap music comes up, it's just, you hear it and you're like, ah, this isn't my, this isn't for me. What's the new band that, um, the band I could totally do without is uh, Greta Van Fleet. Sam, Sam would appreciate that. Dude, it's like, they're not bad. They're great musicians, but, you know, you put out a record, okay, and then you sound like Led Zeppelin. And then, like, that, whatever, I haven't heard, I've heard one song off the new record. It's like, okay, so now you're Rush. Because you're, you're doing the Getty Lee vocals. It's like, oh, my God. I just, it's, they're not bad. Somebody must like them. It's like back in the day, I couldn't stand Wolf Mother. Whatever oh, the fuck. yeah. Yeah, that was another band. I mean, their whole thing was sounding like Black Sabbath, you know. Now, Wolf Mother, are they yeah. are they Joker and the Thief in the Night? Is that the one? Tell you about the Joker yeah. and the Thief in the Night. Is that Wolf Mother? Yeah. yeah. There's a sure. great video of uh, who's the singer Faith Faith No More Patton. Yeah. There's uh, <laughs> a video of him at some festival, and Wolf Mother's playing in the background at the same festival, and he goes around, he goes. Wolf Mother stinks. Come on, they're playing, and he, he's listening. He's realizing he's listening to Wolf Mother. like, they are so bad. And it just <laughs> he starts shooting all over him. I was like, that's why I love this man. Yeah, that's why I love him more. You know. But. Yeah, I never was a fan of. I just felt like there's. It just feels like some of the bands recently, more the rock bands, are just like carbon copies of. There's a guy the older well, stuff, you know. There's a there's a band that's new, uh, that's actually pretty good called Dirty Honey. So if, I, if I'm going to bury a new band, let me put a new one over. Dirty Honey, uh, MMR plays them a lot. Oh, really? Uh, shout out to my boy Brent Porsche. He's always playing songs for me. And shout Late out to Bre- shout out to Preston and Steve just because. Yeah, I mean they're survivors, they're fighters. You yeah. Know? Oh, they've so been, they've been this long for a reason. Dirty Honey you know? is the name of the group. Dirty Honey's really good. Uh, they have a retro sound, but it doesn't sound like they're trying to be somebody else. Uh, they were just touring with, uh, Wolfgang WVH or Mammoth mm. WVH Wolfgang Van Halen's band right? called the Young Guns Tour. And, um, yeah, yeah, they're really good. They're really good. For, the songs I've heard, I really liked. Yeah. I, um, I was just looking, thinking about Volbeat for some reason. I remember being in Bam's, uh, which car was, I don't remember. I think it was the Porsche. And he's like, hey, you ever heard uh, you heard this band? I'm like, what is he? He's a Volbeat. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, dude, you got to check it out. You got to check out Volbeat. And I'm like, all right, I've never heard him. You know, when he fucking cranks it up and it's the mirror and the ripper. What's the name of that? I just had it up here. Um, Beyond, Hell, Beyond Hell Above Heaven. And he had all he had access to all that music before it was like his he would get advanced copies because I don't know if he was still doing a record stuff or whatever, like the record label shit. But because he was on Sirius, they would send him all kinds of advanced copies so he could play it on the show. And Volbeat was somebody he got stuck on. And I'd heard this record before it was released. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, a couple months later, I'm hearing it on MMR. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this record fucking bangs. And they're like, how do you know what this is? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, heard it early. But now Volbeat was one of the few that I that I heard that I really enjoyed Like when I first listened to them. And then he would play shit like Hollywood Undead. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is like. I haven't heard them yet. But it's yeah, like a, I've, it's like a, it's almost like imagine ICP and Slipknot had a, had a love child, but <laughs> without like the heaviness of Slipknot, it's just like the masks and the weird shit. I was like, nah, hard pass, dude. Hard pass. Uh, Pod yeah. squad suggest some music for me and I to listen to before next week. I would love to do that. That'd be fun to do some like new music. Just like have me blindly listen to music and just be like, what's your take on this? But, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. but speaking of your take on things, Meanie. Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, at Mind of the Meanie, Blue Meanie, BWO. This is Goober. A little Jimmy, before we get into this, wants us to drop a track, and this is the only track you need from us right here. The Fart Track. That's the only track you need right there. Shout out to friend of the show and engineer, Carl Pinnell. 
for making an incredible fart track. Oh, that's amazing. It's so good. All right, looks like Mark and Dryden's got a question here. Let me ask a uh, uh, meanie. I don't know if this ever got answered, but post Montreal screw job, did you think that the future was bleak for the WWF at the time? Nah. Nah. Just uh nah, nah. I never really looked the only time that I always the only time I thought wrestling was futures would Okay, first day with the new mouth. The only time I thought Wrestling future, wrestling's future was bleak was during the steroid trials. Mm. And, uh, you know, WWE was starting to run like high school gyms again and stuff like that. And, you know, barely selling those out. And then, you, you know, you get to work there and you talk to people who worked there during that period of time and how, how bleak it was. But it felt bleak, you know, when it felt like WWE was, you know, probably possibly going to go under with the, uh, federal government going on after them. And, uh, I know, you know, WWE is not the only wrestling game in town, but back then they were then, then, and now they are the game in town because you say to a casual person, ah, I like wrestling to go, oh, that WWE stuff, you know, they're, they're a part of the American lexicon, you know, a worldwide lexicon, so to speak. So yeah, the only time, nah, when, um, uh, when that happened now, the only time I thought, you know, the wrestling's future was bleak was during the, uh, the steroid trials. Hmm. I forgot that they were running high school gyms after that. I forgot that. It was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I've seen photos and you see footage and it's like, because from what they were with, you know, running, you know, you know, between all the WrestleMania doing WrestleMania three in stadiums and running Trump Plaza all those years and that stuff. And then like, whew. Imagine you know, it's in the Hoosier Dome. So then to go from that to, you know, high school gyms and, you know, they're, they, I was told they ran a place in San Francisco and it was like a union building. The cost to pay the union workers cost more than what they drew at the gate. Whoa. And yeah. It was crazy. It's crazy. You know, bad times financially. Could you imagine? Like, imagine if the steroid trial happened as the NWO was becoming a thing, man. It would have yeah. got, they would have fucking got crushed. That would have, yeah. that would have really been the end of it. Um, let's see. Ivan Rivers wants to know, hey, Meanie, what's your yes. favorite? It's a music question. This is a good one. I like these. What is your favorite all time country song? I think, I think, uh, I think our friend Ivan here is from the other side of the pond because he spelled favorite with a U. So. Huh? What is your all-time favorite favorite country song? Ah, that's a good question. Because I'm not a huge country fan. I like it. You know, don't get me wrong. I like country. But uh, it's, again, it depends on my mood. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, there's a song I play. Cause it was my grandmom's favorite song. It reminds me of her and I get a little misty eyed, uh, Hank Williams tear in my beer, mm. which, uh, my grandmom loved Hank Williams and, uh, I still have some of her cassette tapes, you know, just, you know, for sentimental reasons and stuff like that. Cause she would listen to, you know, country music here and there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I also, I'll, I'll give a shit, you know, put some, uh, put my grandmother over, you know, tear my beer from uh, Hank Williams. My favorite country song is Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. Yeah. Not a big country guy, but you throw that fucking record on, you're going to get some fucking wild shit out of me, man. Yeah, I like, uh, I like country. I like, you know, rock and roll type country, you know, um. I don't know if Dave Alvin would be considered country, but Dave Alvin's really good. Mm. Hey. Uh, go, go out and find out, find Dave Alvin's uh, song, 4th of July. That's a really good song. You know what's crazy when I think about Hank Williams? Hank Williams the third. Do you know who he rolls with? He rolls <laughs> with the Murder Junkies. Gigi yeah. Allen's band. Are you familiar with Gigi Allen? I've, yeah. Bite yeah. it, you scum. He fucking plays with those guys. Like, what? What? Yeah, he's more he's more of a punk rock, you know, punk rock guy. Yeah, which is cool, but it's just like Hank Williams the third rolling with the murder junkies. This is a this is a match made in hell. <laughs> if if y'all go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. 
Go ahead. I was just saying about Gigi Allen. I I just you. Well, I'm sure you watched the Todd Phillips documentary, right? That's probably something that's up your alley. The Gigi yeah, Allen one. Talked about the. Uh, no, we talked about C- this one. Yeah, yeah. Chad from CKY. Yeah. yeah. Never again. Never again, friends. No, thank you. Um, I'm good. Yeah, hard pass. I, I say that to Travel Lodge in South Philly. So that's <laughs> me saying that. No, I'm good. No way. Uh, little Jimmy's got a good question for us here. It's on everybody's uh, everybody's minds right now. What do you think about Ric Flair's last match at Starcast? Uh, I wish you wouldn't. But uh, hey, man, there's things I like to do that people probably would. <laughs> Uh, you know, go, ah, what are you doing that for? But uh, I'm not going to deny the man the chance, you know, I'm not going to shit on the man's uh, chance to have one more match. Would I, would I advise against it? Yeah. Um, you know, um, my, my last memory of Flair was Flair versus Sean. Hmm. I know he's had matches since then. And to me, they don't exist because a, I didn't watch that company and uh, B that last match. And so much, mm-hmm. you know, between him and I'm sorry, I love you. And, you know, you can see him visibly weeping as he's getting pinned, Ugh. you know, and then the next night on raw and leave the memory of his own and stuff. Like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I understand it, but I wish you wouldn't. Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure I, I would. I, I'm conflicted on this, right? Because I don't know what physical state he's in, and I'm not sure if anybody does. But it's also like, you know, bro, if Ric Flair wants to wrestle, like, who's going to stop this guy? If he's not right, going to do right. it, if he's not going to do it at Starcast, he's going to do it somewhere else. And I think there yeah. definitely is an aspect of letting people, letting folks, especially like people in the wrestling industry do their last match with dignity, you know, like sting. I feel like sting, you know, in a lot of respects for, you know, issues I have with, with both WWE and AEW, I definitely think WWE missed the ball with sting um, and doing the cinematic match with the undertaker. And, you know, I really feel like they didn't allow the man to have his final say, you know, after the Seth Rollins buckle bomb and all that shit. And then he's, he's good to do these cinematic matches and they didn't do it. Um, so I definitely think he's he's absolutely ending his career on the terms that he wants to, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's still out there. He just jumped through a fucking table off a fucking balcony. Dude's yeah. 62, 63 years old. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think there's a there's an there's an element there of letting people, you know, finalize their lie or their careers with dignity. But it's certainly not for I'm not going to be the guy to be like, no, Ric Flair shouldn't fucking do this. This is insane. You know, I'm, I'm not in the industry, yeah. you know, like that's not yeah. my business, but. Meanie. Yes. Where can everyone find you on social media? Down on the corner, out in the streets, pocket rockers. <laughs> uh, I'm showing my age with that commercial. Uh, if you would like to follow me, go to uh, on all social, all forms of social media. Again, first day with the new map. If you would like to follow me on all forms of social media, go to twitter.com, facebook.com. Uh, Instagram.com and TikTok, which I kind of haven't figured out yet. Go to at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie and slash Mind the Meanie. Uh, if you would like a uh, like a birthday wish, uh, a well wish, uh, graduation, whatever, or just me, just you know, bullshit when you go to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, and if you want to, uh, look and smell good, like the blue meanie with my beard, uh, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Uh, it's doing great things. Um, and all the money goes to, uh, taking care of the kitty cats. Uh, I don't draw a dime from it. I'm just trying to, you know, help the cats. So, uh, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Josh is doing a fantastic job over there. Um, doing random polls, battle of the beard care products and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, give them a follow on Instagram as well. Uh, on all social medias as well as madcatbeardcare.com. And, uh, for you, 
Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Oh, thank you, sir. You can find me on the floor later because I'll be coughing my ass off from COVID-19. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find me on socials, Facebook. No, not Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. This is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. Yes, I'm keeping it. It's a brand, pal. You can also follow my show, Foundation Radio, at twitter.com slash FND Radio Pod. Find me there. You can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up a shirt and support the show. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick yourself up a shirt right now to support this program. And also go to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up early. Watch us and our beautiful faces record the show every week. Blue Meanie, it is a pleasure as always to see you, sir. For Thank the, you. For the Blue Meanie, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the Meanie. Peace. Do we need a fart noise in there? Blip, 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 This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 